Play 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing on what you ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't, ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I'm not going to get no interviews. I know. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly As soon as it drops We're on a rampage Bubbles popping up Before you know where There's rubble and dust Cause we'll be pushing it up Somebody say You Morning, buddy. Happy Wednesday. Uh, happy Ash Wednesday, I guess. Uh, happy? one says? Um, no. Um, whatever the appropriate greeting is for Ash Wednesday. I think I've always heard happy. Happy Ash Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and happy Valentine's Day. Um, a big, big Wednesday here on the show for all kinds of reasons, honestly. Um, it is a, uh, it's a big Wednesday because we have... I'll do go in reverse order. We have Sam Hardiman on the show today from the Daily Memphian. I want to talk to Sam, among other things, about this case involving Cordarian Kraft, who is the Super Bowl shooter, right? The Super Bowl Sunday. Correct. The uh, the guy where you were getting push alerts about that he was uh, shooting up Memphis and um, and was out on bond. Um, you can argue about technically whatever, but basically, yeah, there was a November 23 incident when he, by the way, the way it's described as shot a friend, friends like that. I think we can say, right? Like who needs, who needs enemies? I was reading the story yesterday and then shot a friend in the court. Like it was like in a holding. No, no, that's a, that was different. So okay. Yeah, no. He sh- didn't shoot him in the yeah. in the courtroom. He shot the friend. Had to wait six days I to get comment from there was said a, shooting victim. There was a shoe transaction somehow that was involved in the, and they shot the friend, and, um, but then subsequently he was supposed to show up in court, and he only showed up to intimidate the friend and his mother, according to the allegations of the friend and the mother. He. They went into a safe room, <laughs> um, and I don't know if it was to, to get testimony or, and and the guy shows up in the safe in the safe room. Again, I think the words friend and safe here have to be placed Correct. under very high scrutiny. Uh, I don't think that's what friend means, and I don't think that's what safe means. Uh, but evidently, uh, tried to intimidate them, and now. Uh, the bond has been revoked, and he seems to be in a huskow. But um, we'll talk to Sam about that and other matters. Uh, Sam, for the Daily Memphian, reports on the city, does a terrific job. We'll talk to Sam 
again, in reverse order, then Chris Harrington will join us. Chris has a fascinating piece up today, a piece that I have, it's almost as if he's answered, like, I wondered aloud. I have wondered aloud. Huh. I wonder where Vince Williams would go in a redraft. Oh, yeah. That draft. And it's, it's, it's great to think about those things, you know, like to, to think that you got, like, where would Desmond Bain go in a redraft, right? To know that you, 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 you scored in the, in the draft and you got something that you should not have gotten at that draft position. Um, so where would Vince Williams have gone? And where would Gigi Jackson have gone? Um, it's, it's interesting, the exuberance over Gigi Jackson, not just in Memphis, but across the country. Like, you can see tweets. I have, I have seen tweets in the past three weeks that have said, in a redraft, Gigi Jackson would have gone, you know, lottery, top five, right? I've seen that. Oh, yeah. And if, he, if he would have gone, like, if he would have stayed in his class and gone to North Carolina, he'd be a top five pick this year. So, um, but, that is a but, common but he retort. is, he is not, he is not, uh, I don't think anyone's arguing he would have been a top five pick last year when he was actually drafted a top one pick. I mean, Correct. the number one pick last year, but yes, top five pick Chris is not. So Chris has gone back and he has, uh, looked at the two drafts and he has tried to determine the range where Vince Williams and Gigi Jackson would have gone. It's harder for Gigi Jackson because there's a lot of players who, like by your second year, if you're not if you're if you're picked eleventh, whatever, sure. and you're not good, it started to reveal itself. Yeah, and so you could say, you know, I'd take Vince Williams over that slug, you know, yeah, that that lottery bust. Year one, you haven't quite crossed people out yet, even if they haven't looked that promising, right? Like Zaire For Williams sure. in year one, you wouldn't have said. Well, you would have take Gigi Jackson if if this were equivalent you, you, over Zaire Williams. You can make an argument it was his best year. Um, whereas as we go onward, it becomes clear who's good and who's not. Uh, anyway, we'll talk to Chris about that. Where those players would have gone? Houston in town tonight uh, for the Grizzlies, uh, and then uh, the main event today and every Valentine's Day, uh, Jennifer Vet Doctor Doctor Jennifer Valley, the official sex therapist of the Jeff Hawkins Show. Will be with us in the next segment. Normally, normally on Wednesdays we have John Martin. Mm-hmm. John is, of course, uh, he was sex positive, hanging out with Dominic. And I think it's mm-hmm. you know it it is in fact it is fitting mm-hmm. that um, that uh, that you know we're not John is otherwise occupied. But if we can't have the the baby daddy, mm-hmm. let's have the. Uh, Let's have what comes before the baby exactly. daddy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's Valentine's Day, a day of love, a day of romance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what better day to have Jennifer Valley, Dr. Jennifer Valley, the official sex therapist of the Jeff Calkins show. She'll be joining us in the next segment. I will try to negotiate my way through it without hiding under the desk. That's always the challenge for me. She's been known to bring in lube. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> My, one, my, one of my favorite moments of, of, of her appearances is the day that she gave you lube. Yes. And because your mother listens, mm-hmm. what did you say? You said, Mom, I just want you to know I love Jesus. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, some, yeah. I think that's what you said. Something yes. along those lines. And I was like, just, we just started, I 
I guess I've been dating my my now yeah, wife for like six months. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a whole thing. It, mm-hmm. it, can, it can get very tricky. Correct. It can get very tricky. Uh, did you, listens. did you, by the way, in your family, was there any talk about sex growing up? Oh, of course not. <laughs> none. Yeah. None. No. We had none. Absolutely. As my dad said, you know where you'll get the best information? The streets. I have one horrifying story that mm-hmm. is literally I will not tell mm-hmm. um, about, about the way my parents talked about sex with me. And it was, uh, it was it's a horrifying story. Mm-hmm. Love my parents. Horrifying story. Mm-hmm. Um, dad did try to give me the talk mm-hmm. once. We were driving... Back from a Buffalo Sabres game. I think he that's thought that's the a most, perfect, the, the, you know. The perfect setting, yes, and, of course. And we were driving. You can remember exactly where you were. Yes, it, it is a traumatic we, moment. We, I was going over the Skyway in Buffalo on the way home, and Dad says, So, I notice you've been growing like a sprout. <laughs> that's how what, it began. What a lead. That's how it began. And then it came to... You know, jiggle up and down. Mm. In other words, jiggle up and down were said. And, um, growing and that like was, a sprout, jiggle up, and, up down. and down. That was a, basically the sum. That mm-hmm. was the summary. There might have been some mention of a of pr- protection, mm-hmm. but I don't really recall I much. I think my dad might have also noticed. Did you get the talk? No. I there was he, never a talk? No. I think my dad might have also done the math. He's not the most popular with the ladies. This isn't really something I've ever worn. We don't have to rush into this one. My, dad, my dad's a pretty calculated guy. He'll, he'll do by the By the time yeah. it's relevant, he'll yeah, have, exactly. someone will have told him. Correct. Right. I suppose that's possible. Um, it's funny. There is a... Um, <laughs> I have a, a friend slash Facebook friend, whatever, named Elise McKelvey. And... Um, <laughs> She was knocking around her house, evidently, recently, and she found a book um, called Where Did I Come From? Mm. Have, are you familiar with this book? Uh, oh, everyone is, yes. You know this book? Oh, yes. She didn't, listen, it's on Facebook. I think I, and it's, I, think I can, I can, I can, I think mm-hmm. I can tell you this. I think I can report this. Too late now. Go ahead. <laughs> Instead of explaining the birds and bees personally, Mom bought this for me. Mm-hmm. In what turned out to be a rare moment of overestimating my character, she failed to anticipate. Then, rather than learning anything meaningful from, from the book, I instead turned her into an opportunity to make a little walking around money. I took it to school and charged everyone in second grade a dime to look at the naked cartoon people. Okay. At first, <laughs> when I heard walking around money, my I was like, wait a minute, what? No. Um, okay, yes, no, that's, yes, uh, yes. And charged everybody a dime to look at the naked cartoon people, mm-hmm. thereby positively steamrolling, mm-hmm. steamrolling Paul C.'s thriving Sears catalog underwear racket. Yep. I remain a bit regretful about that, but capitalism does what it does. Um, um, anyway, uh, anyway, message me with any questions. And then, and then that is true. The most powerful person, the most powerful person at any, like, is who has access correct. to the naked people. Right. Now it's, everybody it's, does. Right. It's like, it's a yeah, no, different I mean, world. like I said, the kids today do not understand what grit really means. If you would have known what the, the links that we went to, to just go and see a booby, like we were masters of the universe. She, 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 not great she by the way. She posted some f- some pages from this book. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of these this couple in a bed with a quilt, mm. 
they're both very round people. You only see their faces. They're, the bodies are under the quilt. Mm-hmm. And the little thing says, new babies start here. Ah, okay? here we go. And then there is a later page that says, making love is like skipping. And there's a, there's a girl skipping, a uh, cartoon girl skipping. And it says, making love is like skipping. Mm. You can't do it all day long. Mm. That's, in the, that's in the book. Where did I come from? Over a million copies sold, it says. Imagine um, that. So there you go. Um, yeah, no, in terms of the lengths that people went to, mm-hmm. uh, my, <laughs> my brother Hugh had, had playboys and penthouses and stuff like that, right? Nice. And, uh, and he kept them in his trumpet case. And, nice. <laughs> and no one so will look there. I found the trumpet case, and I would, you know... I'd go to his room and I'd, I'd, you'd hear that click of the, the whatever the case comes open and they're unfolding before you as your breath quickens, uh, ladies, ladies in various mm-hmm. states of undress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought everyone just read Playboy for the articles. And then, but then I'd sometimes go to Ulbricht's, which was the bookstore in town, and you could just go read books that had, you know, torrid passages in them as well. Mm-hmm, of course. Well, the things we had, and then, of course, classic National Geographic. Obviously. The classical National Geographic. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have the internet. Yes. And so everything it's, it's is available. Right there. And, um, but we also, to counteract the sometimes insidious impact of the internet, mm-hmm. uh, we have uh, Dr. Jennifer Valley. For the information, of course. For the information, who will be joining us. And I, w- I should have, you know. Maybe we'll get around to asking if you could do it all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so there you go. Uh, Dr. Jennifer Valley, then um, Chris Harrington, and then Sam Hardiman. Uh, a couple things I did want to get to before this. One is, um, Jeffrey, we're on the eve of a, uh, a, a significant trip yes. for the Memphis Tigers. And... Gabe asked me yesterday, what do I expect at the end of Sunday when we look up what will have happened? And I said, well, the obvious thing to expect, if you're really talking honestly about this, is to expect them to go one and one. Because they're, they're, to, to expect them to go 2-0 and oh when they will be underdogs in both games, that seems unreasonable. Seems unreasonable to expect that. For that to, not that that can be your hope or that you can see how it can happen or whatever else. That seems, uh, by way of expectation... Seems to be uh, overreaching, and then I just think they're—I still think they're a talented team. I think they have more talent than either of these teams, and I think they've—they've—I think they've—they've they've figured some things out. So to expect them to go zero and two seems unduly pessimistic. What do you, if you're just talking about what is the your expectation by Sunday? Yeah, I think I think the most likely scenario one one, is one right? one. Yeah. And then, but I've seen, um, like, the ESPN predictor, and over on the Memphis Tiger Facebook page, this has created alarm. Uh-huh. The ESPN predictor, North Texas, 60.9% chance to win. The University of Memphis, 39.1% chance to win. That, would you like me to give you some positive spin, Tiger fans? It's, yes. That's better than the Ken Palm prediction. What's the Ken Palm prediction? Only a sixty-seven percent chance, or thirty-three, or thirty-seven percent chance of winning, and a sixty-three percent chance of losing. Now, obviously, all of this is based on data. 
right? Well, it's and metrics, no, no which, no, it's no, metrics, which the Tigers do not have good ones. Right. And, and, and the Tigers and, consistently, and I know that most people, people believe the Tigers are better than their metrics. Yes, but it's not because people hate Memphis. No. These are I, metrics. <laughs> the, the metrics they come up with, Correct. whenever they come up with it's, them, they're not designed with Memphis in mind. Here's the biggest reason why Memphis doesn't have great metrics. They fart around, and they don't beat, like, they don't blow out teams that they're supposed to blow out, even though, yes, they have good wins. Like, they, like it's a large, it's largely, Memphis does not meet expectations as much as they should. It goes back to what I was telling you about in, it goes back to what we were talking about they, yesterday. They don't cover. About the, like, when we were talking with fishermen yes. about the market. Everything in life is expectations. expectations. Yes. Yeah. And so their metrics are bad. Were you surprised yesterday when Lunardi didn't, not only did not have them in the first four out, he did not have them in the second four out? Yeah, that was a little surprising to I me. I was surprised. Um, I do think, like, I, that's the, the reality is, though, I think they're basically... They're one good week away from being right back in it. They win these two games. <clears throat> Where will Lenardi have them next week? I suspect they'll be on the Dayton line if they win both. But they will be in. Yeah, uh, that would be my expectation. <laughs> I think that's right. So you can look at this as daunting or whatever else, but sadly, given what they had done to themselves, you really have to look at this as an opportunity. Yes, as an op- absolutely. As an opportunity to undo a lot of the damage that you did um, to yourself. <clears throat> Penny Hardaway, obviously, last night, a lot of gotten a lot of uh, a pop for this. He flew down to uh, to join Shaq as Shaq, his uh, jersey was retired in Orlando. I s- heard some people expressing surprise. This is the third team that has retired Shaq. I was jersey. actually wondering about that. I was like, how many teams have retired? Third, third team. Third team. Because um, <clears throat> the Lakers, and I guess heat. the Heat, right? And that was so, yeah. the only one that makes sense. And... Uh, and the reason is obvious, because there was bad blood you had to get over. Oh, absolutely! You know? He 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 destroyed that franchise. Like we talk, like <clears throat> it's John Calipari level stuff. Oh yeah, after bringing, him, after his leaving, bringing yes. Shaq back to have his number retired. In terms of the decision that he made to leave the franchise. And and leave misery in its wake, and choose what is clearly, everyone would agree, an objectively better franchise, more winning tradition, um, for for all kinds of sensible reasons, exactly exactly on the verge of winning a of a championship when they very clearly were succeeding, were flourishing, could win titles where he was. They got to the finals. It measured it yeah, just like John yes. Calipari. It is exactly like John Calipari. And so Cal was closer to winning, said finals. Cal was, but yes. Cal was closer to winning. But in the in, in faced with that opportunity, John left. Faced with that opportunity, Shaq left. Let me ask you this. How long is it going to take for Cal to come back here and get his number not not his number retired. Be recognized for what he did. It, I do. Do you think it will happen? I, think, I do. I do think it will happen. We're not yet. <laughs> I'll say this. Not. I. 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 I continue to say, not while he is an active coach. I think maybe it's not while he's the Kentucky coach. As an NBA coach, he could. be. He's not going to be an NBA. I don't. Think he's, he's not going to coach anywhere besides Kentucky. That's probably fair. 
I mean, I suppose. Like, you could tell him, like, if he's at another 10 years. Or I mean, Texas or some rich place that is underachieved that whatever, or whatever, you, you know, UCL, whatever. He could go somewhere else, I suppose. But I think it's unlikely. I think he's going to be the Kentucky coach, and then he will no longer coach. And at some point, as I have said before, I've, and, and I don't wish him that someday he's going to end up in a wheelchair. He's about my age. Listen, you know, I'm not, this is not an age jab, but I've often said he, he, will, he will be able to return when he, is, when he is wheeled out to center court. Larry Finch style. At that point. Well, and I did not at all was bringing him. Mm-hmm. Nah, leave Larry, leave Larry to, out of it. But th- my point is, is that when he is, when all of the resentment is gone because he's just an old man now and you're just reflecting back on what, how much fun it was, that's when he will be able to be honored. And so in a way, I think we're more petty than Orlando. Shaq is also, though, Shaq has been retired. Shaq is no longer beating Orlando. Shaq is no longer competing with Orlando, whereas Cal is, at least technically, competing with the University of Memphis. Yeah, I think there's also an element of, you know, the the way that he left, like, it felt like, you know, he was with trying to avoid the NCAA stuff and pin it on the school and get out. I just, I almost think, though, the number I have in my head is almost like 10 years. It, here's the it other feels thing. like every Shaq, 10 years. Here's, here's one difference. Shaq is objectively likable. Like, you, you don't have to love Shaq, but there's Shaq is people like Shaq, right? Like, everyone, yes, you don't he's have on to television, be. television, yes. Yeah. It's not like you're just his, a Shaq fan when he plays for your team, right? Right. John's the opposite. No one likes John, fair or not, unless he's coaching your team. And so it's sort of easier. Like, who's going to hate Shaq for forever? You the know, only the only people that like John that are not fans of his program typically are people that consume the product as like content. Like he is a he is he's, a phenomenal. He's character unbelievable as a I, I, character. This, none of this yes. is, by the way, to disparage the no, no, job no, I, that I he get, does. Yes. I get what you're saying, but I'm yeah. talking about like if you're just someone that consumes college, I guess college sports like, as like a character driven. Like, it, but even then, isn't the character that he plays the villain character? Um, not even necessarily the villain. Um, the rolling eyes, the guy you roll your eyes at. He's yeah, always saying something. Yeah, he's, like, he's an absurd. He is a he's flamboyant. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, and then the other bit of news I wanted to get into was, did you see this? It is funny. I woke up this morning and I saw that, what are they talking about on ESPN? Mm-hmm, the important stuff. The draft. The NFL draft. Oh. Like, they've shifted right from well, Super Bowl. We went from, we also had, uh, should LeBron have wanted to join the Warriors? Oh, yeah. Well, there was yeah. that, too. Should, should, yeah. The, 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 honestly, that story, mm-hmm. when you see the headline. Yeah. Warriors make play for LeBron, whatever else. And then you're like, I wonder what it was for. I want to. And here's the here, here's here's the extent of that story. They asked the Warriors asked LeBron if he'd be interested, and he said no. <laughs> that's that's the no ex- way. That's the extent of that story. But I noticed how they shifted to the, to the draft, and we do have combine invitations have gone out. Have you seen the numbers here, Jeffrey? So it's 360 invitations, correct? Yes. Something along but, those lines. But have you seen how many? Okay, who? What? What school? has the most invitations to the Combine. I assume it's Alabama? No. Michigan? It is Michigan by a significant number. Michigan has 18 um, 18 invitations to the Combine. Washington is second, which stunned me. Florida State is with 13. Florida State is third with 12. Then, good job, Mike. 
Um, that, and by the way, this isn't always reflective of how good the, 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 the you could have underclassmen who are not going to the combine, for sure, right? So, um, so then Florida State is twelve, then Texas and Georgia with eleven, and then Alabama and Penn State with ten. Does that say anything to you? I'm I'm a little surprised that Alabama's at ten and Michigan's at eighteen and Alabama's at ten and Washington of all things at thirteen. I mean, this is this is physical traits. That's what they're looking at. Yeah, I mean, to me, it shows that Michigan wasn't really a fluky champion. They didn't win because they were looking at your tape. Correct. They, they because they were because they were scouting in person. Correct. They won because they got eighteen they dudes. dudes. They got eighteen dudes. They're going to be playing in the NFL uh, next year and maybe more. But but because you you there, there are players who were drafted who are not invited to the combine. All right, we got to take a break. Jennifer Valley, sex therapist to the Jeff Gawkins Show, uh, will join us next. Before then, let me tell you that most people who gamble um, gamble without any problems, but some do, about 5%. Um, and over at the gambling clinic, office at the University of Memphis, they're not anti-gambling. Um, they're not like, you can't get gambling's evil. No. They just know that some people struggle, about 5% struggle. And um, so if you get in contact with them, what they will do, if it's you or someone you love, what they'll do is they'll set up 10 to 12 individual sessions, confidential sessions with someone who's trained in addiction, uh, a gambling addiction, and uh, they will help try to make sense of it in your life, help you figure out um, how to deal with this challenge. It is The Gambling Clinic. You can get in touch with them by going to thegamblingclinic.com. Got to take a break. Back in a moment with Jennifer Valley. It is The Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 92.9 FM ESPN and Robert Irwin Jewelers are spreading the Memphis love with a $5,000 gift card to R.I. Jewelers for Valentine's. R.B. Carnegie, the winner of our gift because of his romantic message. Our life, two magical journeys blend. Sausage and biscuits, our intimate trend. You just won a $5,000 Robert Irwin Jewelers prize. Oh, God. I can tell you put a lot of thought into it, R.B. You are our grand prize winner. Roses are red, violets are blue. Our love of Robert Irwin Jewelers grows, and we're spreading it to you. No wealth could measure the love we share, and upgrade is deserved beyond compare. Be it diamonds or pearls, platinum or gold, R.I. Jewelers, it's perfect. So I've been told, happy Valentine's Day. Love truly, R.B. Carnegie. 92.9 FM ESPN. Yeah, awesome. (laughs) Happy Valentine's. I'm Bob Burke founder and chairman of Burke America Parts Group, a family of brands that includes RepairClinic.com, an appliance and HVAC parts solution company that's grown into an international brand. Before AmericanEagle.com, we partially launched a new technology platform developed by another firm. American Eagle helped take our technology to a whole new level with digital marketing, software development, and business insights into our key markets, appliances, HVAC, and outdoor power equipment, and did so both on time and on budget. AmericanEagle.com has the resources, experience, and talent needed to produce solutions. Our new technology platform developed by AmericanEagle.com has produced tremendous results with higher traffic, conversion, engagement, and online revenue. If you have any home repairs you need to take care of, check us out at RepairClinic.com. 
If you need a world-class website or technology project, then I would highly recommend AmericanEagle.com. Call AmericanEagle.com at 773-NETWORK. That's AmericanEagle.com, 773-NETWORK. Wake up. Breakfast. And nature-made vitamins. Whatever your morning sounds like, nature-made fits right in. Whether you're looking for vitamin C or a multivitamin to get key nutrients, we've got you covered. Now that's a good morning. We take care of you so you can take on your day. Start your day with NatureMade, the number one pharmacist-recommended vitamin and supplement brand. Based on a survey of pharmacists who recommend branded vitamins and supplements. It's time to talk trash, Mid-South. This is Rick West with Waste Connections and Team Waste. Our Memphis and Collierville campuses are currently hiring CDL drivers, driver helpers, diesel mechanics, and PM techs. We offer competitive pay, great benefits, and at the end of each workday, you get to be home with your family. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers at wasteconnections.com and be a part of a great team. Connect your future with Waste Connections and Team Waste. Timmy, everybody. Great job. Next up, we have Samantha. Ten times better performance can make a big difference. Castrol Edge Motor Oil gives your engine ten times better high-temperature performance. Castrol Edge, better oil for maximum performance. Now through March 4th, get five quarts of Castrol Edge or Edge High Mileage Full Synthetic and an oil filter for $36.99, only at AutoZone. Claim based on Sequence 3H test versus API SP test limits. Andy Wise here. Disaster restoration. Fire damage, water damage, storm damage. You think restoring property, right? No, it's about restoring people. And no one does that better than Service Master by Cornerstone. Family-owned, Memphis-based Service Master by Cornerstone won Franchise of the Year for how it saves businesses and restores families. And now it's expanded services to Jackson, Tennessee and DeSoto County. Make the wise choice for disaster cleanup that's in the people-building business. Service Master by Cornerstone. 901-RESPONSE. Hey, Danny, what does every woman want for Valentine's Day? Diamonds from Robert Irwin Jewelers, candy, and roses. What does every guy want? You know what we want. <laughs> but first, you got to get all three at Robert Irwin Jewelers. All three at Robert Irwin Jewelers? Spend $99 or more, and you're going to get free roses and free chocolates while supplies last. The romance is up to you. <laughs> oh, Howie. Free financing, bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers, five locations, or online at rijewelers.com. Valentine's is coming. Hey, it's Eric Hasselton. Are you looking for the most thoughtful, most romantic gift for the one you love this Valentine's? I've got two words for you. Genesis Diamonds. Maybe it's a simple pendant or an exquisite one-of-a-kind designer ring. Genesis can help you pick out the most memorable and special piece of jewelry for the occasion. And to make it even sweeter, now till Valentine's Day, whether you spend $199 or $199,000, Genesis will give you some chocolates, fresh flowers, and dinner out at no charge. This is a great deal, guys. It's a one-stop, ultimate Valentine's experience. When you buy any piece of beautiful jewelry, they will give you some beautiful flowers, some yummy chocolate, and a gift card for dinner at Iris Restaurant. So stop wasting time. Get to Genesis Diamonds. They've got a spectacular collection of memorable romantic gifts from $199 to $199,000. And right now, they're going to throw in chocolates, flowers, and dinner out at no extra charge. Happy Valentine's Day from Genesis Diamonds on Poplar and Perkins Extended. 
Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone line. Make your Valentine feel special at Frame Corner with 60% off ready-made frames for Valentine's Day for all your sports memorabilia. Live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios, now on 92.9 FM ESPN. I love the fact that uh, that over at Robert Owen Jewelers, they kept this Valentine's Day special going until 6 p.m. Wednesday, anticipating that not everyone was really quite on top of this. So now through 6 p.m., spend $99 on their stunningly beautiful jewelry, and you get a dozen fresh roses and a box of chocolates free. That's right. Buy some stunning jewelry. One-stop shopping. Uh, You get the the, the whole deal over at Robert Irwin Jewelers. Robert, Howie over Robert, they're interested in love and romance and making people happy. And so they got five convenient locations, um, or check them out online at rijewelers.com. As promised, uh, the much-awaited annual appearance by the officials. This is an actual, her real title. Um, the official sex therapist of the... She has a much more distinguished title. The official sex therapist of the Jeff Calkins Show, Dr. Jennifer Valley. Here's her actual official title. Over at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center, she has a dual appointment in urology and OBGYN. And by the way... Recently promoted to assistant professor. So uh, she joins us for what year, Jennifer, do we think this is now? Five, six? I think we started this in 2017. 2017. That's incredible. Yes. And that promotion is not effective until July, but I'm very excited about it. The promotion, not a. Effective not affected until July, but yes. you're very excited. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, we don't claim any um, role in your promotion, but we'll, we'll pretend to. Um, you know, the, the, all the, think about all the acclaim that you bring to the University of Tennessee Health Science Center um, because of this appearance on the Jeff Cochran Show. <laughs> no, we're always grateful you do this, and, um, and we appreciate it. First of all, before anything else, um, where do most people, if they have sex questions or issues or problems, where do they take them? Like there's not many, you are a certified sex therapist, but there's not many of you. Yeah, mostly people go online. They mostly go online to get their answers. Okay. Sadly. Are there places online that actually... No, I mean they just Google. They, <laughs> <laughs> they just Google. Do they, right. can they go, like, do they go to their regular therapist? No, well, you were a th- you were a therapist before you became a yes. sex therapist. Yes, I regular. You have to be in order to be a certified sex therapist with ASECT, American Association of Sexual Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. You have to be already a practicing licensed therapist mm-hmm. um, in order to even attempt to get that education and then certification. And it's pretty involved. Like when I turned that um, thing in, that was back in 2014. But you know, I don't know if we're going over my age, but I've been a therapist since a very long time ago. Right, right, I see. (laughs) Um, That took, it was really, it was about as long as my dissertation. It was like that application at that point was about 120 pages to turn in. Do you take, I mean, I would imagine, like, people talk all the time about mental health care generally being overwhelmed. There's not enough of it. That's true, right? Isn't Right. It? That's right. And then I can't imagine in the, in the sex therapy space. Yes. The training is expensive and it's hard to get, right? This, this training is hard to get. And now it's much easier because some of these places are doing it online. 
Um, but it's a pretty involved and expensive process okay. to kind of go through. So it's funny, you and I were talking about this segment in advance. And at some point I, I mentioned that like sex was supposed to be fun. And I forgot your reaction was, yeah, it's supposed to be, but like when people come to you, it clearly is like, is not hard. It's hard. Yes. It's a hard space for a lot of people. So I'm of course, yeah, it is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be, it is supposed to be fun. Isn't it? How did we F it up so much? (laughs) Well, it's just that this is, I don't know what it's, it's, it brings up a lot of things, right? What are the... There's so much shame around all of this that it's just... It, it brings up lots of things from a lot of... And, and you're also talking about two people or possibly more, right? right? And so you've got two things things going on with both, both, both people. Everyone's bringing their right. own Everybody's stuff. Everybody's bringing their own stuff. And it's really how their baggage fits together around this space and then together. So... And Which again, is why when they're swinging in different situations. By the way, like, you normally come in here with lube. This time you came in and give it to me and Jeffrey. And this time you got soap. Soap Are and you, lube. Uh, uh, I still oh, we have got the lube, lube too? I was going to yes. say, all I have is a soap. Where's the lube? <laughs> you know, like... What what I wondered if it represented any transformation in your view of me. Maybe you should. Maybe we should. Jeff, we should start with you for this soap. Maybe we should better start with soap. Um, so, um, what are people? What are the common stressors that people bring to you? Well, a lot of it is that they're not the greatest, there's not the greatest information when they go to Google. So when you Google, actually, if you're going to Google, Google the word sexual health rather than sex, because you'll probably right. find a more fruitful, <laughs> fruitful well, I discussion. can't really actually say that, but a different, right. different right. fruitful discussion. Um, and so people come in with a lot of shame and they don't really understand what's Is that true? Normal. Both men and women yes, come in with shame? And trans people, right. That's right. All come with Everybody shame. Everybody comes with a lots of shame around either they're not functioning the right way or maybe they are thinking that something about their interest is abnormal or, you know, they're negotiating. Think about how many negotiations couples have about different things. Then you just layer on this intimate space, which can be, I don't know, lots of people initiating that get turned down brings up a lot of rejection feelings of rejection um how is it like it to is put yourself out of there out there to say this is what i want and how to how will the other person respond how, how it feels like the cliche it feels like the cliche example of what could be going wrong is and this is in a in a heterosexual coupleship what feels like is Man wants more sex. Woman's resentful because he doesn't help put the dishes away. She shuts down. She's not interested in sex. He's then resentful. Sex becomes a favor or a bartering chip and, and a, a, a continuing source of anger and resentment for all parties. He ends up sleeping in another bed. Like, wow. Th- okay. Isn't that sort <laughs> yes. of like, isn't okay. that what, isn't well, that? Instead of sleeping in the other bedroom, sometimes the couples just get used to that stagnant pattern and they just are resigned. And it's sort of a, it's very sad. Okay, space. I imagine that, that common is a chunk of people that go through what you're talking about because of the women's responsive sex 
next drive where they don't feel this initial drive at the beginning and the start of an interaction where they have just a ton of drive. Um, it comes in process. And because women feel that a lot of times in process, they present as having low drive. Really, they get that drive in process instead, which would be good for them to know so that they could work on a sort of initiation and leaning in and what does that look like. Um, it would also be good for the heterosexual guy to understand so that he doesn't take it quite as personally. And they really together figure out how to maneuver that. So responsive sex drive does play a well, role. First of all, I was probably going to ask, is that cliche picture really common, or is it actually often that the woman has the higher right. sex? Like what? Like I, so I was I'm saying, that is a batch of people that I see a common scenario, but it is not the only, the only scenario. scenario. Okay. That is common because of the responsive sex drive, where the women get the drive. In Explain process. responsive sex drive. Well, sort of what I just said is the responsive in, means they get it in process, which means you know they're not going to necessarily feel like. I'm going to rip somebody's clothes off if I don't, if I'm going to rip my long-term, so it's a long-term partner scenario. I'm going to ready to rip my partner's clothes off if I don't have sex this minute. That is not what we think of as generally um, typical in a longer-term relationship. I'm not saying that women don't have sex drive. It's just a lot of times it plays out more commonly in a responsive way that once they're on board, hey, wait a second, I feel something, that feels good. Now I can get my mind into it, and then the desire happens. And then then if it's the right kind of stimulation, which actually we're going to talk about, right. we'll talk about what kind of stimulation is helpful for women, then actually, then I orgasmed. So they get that desire, but it happens in process. A lot of times men, more typical... They just know they, they want get, to do it. Well, they... <laughs> They get the desire on the front end, right? Right, and and but it's funny though because we have talked about this. But we're before. generalizing. We, we have talked, of course, this, we have talked about this before. But for me, what it often looks like then is is that in in this scenario that we've just described. You want to explain, <laughs> this is terrible, explain to the woman, hey, if you just go with it for a little while, you might get the flame lit, right? Like, so right. how about just like going with it for a little while? Right. But that's, well, what if she doesn't want to go with it for like, like. It, right. It is politically incorrect what we're talking about. Like have sex when you don't feel like it right. in this day and age. It, to say that, right. to say like, just go and then right. it'll be reactive and, that, and then the pilot light will turn on. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably not going to be your, you know. Best way to best phrase go it, to but it's but it's based in reality line. that if you just start, right. you might find yourself right. So there's a nice book um, is called "Come as You Are," and it's a really how do you great spell book. "come"? Come in the book is in the spelled C-O-M-E. C-O-M-E. Like you Come as you are. Okay. Yes. Emily Nagoski writes a very nice book and it's very user friendly. It's on Audible and people can listen to that whether they're any gender. Any gender okay. can listen to that book. All right. You wanted to uh, get to orgasm numbers. Well, we and of course, people tune into this segment for the updated orgasm numbers. Uh, we're stats oriented here. We're analytically oriented. And so we need the, what are the orgasm numbers, okay, Jennifer? So, well, let me just say, we're doing the orgasm numbers because you want to do the orgasm numbers. <laughs> oh, I came, I came, you came with prepared. better information, yeah. at least. I think um, it's important to give people information. That's what we're all about here. Talking about, you're probably normal. Um, okay, so we know, just if we go over some of the other stuff we've already talked, like that we always talk about, is that probably, well, 
typically we say 30% of women orgasm reliably from penetrative sex, but we really think that that is even lower than that, maybe. Okay. Um, when women are by themselves, we know that only one 1.5% of women put something inside themselves solely. Really? Right. When oh, solely. One, solely. 1.5% is okay. a very low number. Then 11% stimulate the outside and inside at the same time. Same time. So more. But still, we're only up to 13% right. at this point. So almost everybody is going to, to clitoral stimulation. And really the women that, and there's, I don't know the study on this, but the women that can organize I have to say, it makes the penis seem pretty irrelevant to the to the process. What you're saying is the penis is only 13% relevant to the whole thing, really. Really? That's what you're well, saying. That's very basically relevant to the penis owner. It is relevant to the penis owner. Right. But it is, that's a, so yeah. So yeah, I don't, I'm not good at and, math and, here. And actually, the partner, the owner of the penis is very relevant to the process, right? It's like, well, I value your pleasure. I value what's happening here. Okay. Tell me about how this will work for you. You know, will I shame you if you, let's say, only orgasm in a specific way, whether that's with the vibrator, whether that's with your hand, whether that's with the manual okay. stimulation, oral stimulation, some of these other things. How much is, is, is equality? We think about regular concepts that we talk about in life, like equality, mutual respect. These things, how do they play into sex, right? So equality, for example, in sex is not necessarily in one night. It may be over time. Over time. So one person's orgasm is prioritized on one night, maybe both people on the other night. Is this whole focus on orgasm though? Like, am I playing into the into the, no, the problem? It's, like, is it, it's, yeah. a, it's a journey, well, not a destination, right? Right. We but say pleasure is the measure, not Pleasure not is the measure. Not performance. That means okay. not necessarily orgasm or a rigid erection, but that's harder okay. than worse. It's yeah. harder, right? It's right. harder. When somebody has delayed orgasm and they're having difficulty orgasming right they're like okay so anyway what? back to the numbers back to the okay. numbers so, only only eleven and a half percent do both two or whatever there's basically most of it's clitoral stimulation most of it's clitoral stimulation right clitoral stimulation and we know so this is what's how, about, how much of it do we know how much of it's mechanical versus uh, manual mechanical well, versus, versus machine versus uh, aided versus just your own you know your, your own self by yourself or like are vibrators or whatever, yeah. Oh, right. How much? With the percentage of women? Yeah. Do we know that? Is that what like, you're asking? Okay. Um, I don't know that. Okay. I know that there are studies that show that uh, there, was, there was something that said something like 50 percent of women that masturbated used. But I don't. Okay, that's say fine. That well, that's, because we'll because we'll I don't scratch wanna, that. Forget I, I don't want to say that I yeah. know that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we here's the thing: is that with more studies now, we know that. Orgasm rates for men, or I should say penis owners, pe owners of penises, basically, <laughs> uh -huh. that basically the, the, the orgasm numbers are somewhere in the 90s. And really, that the 90%, 95% of the time, they're going to orgasm. And it doesn't really matter whether they're totally, what their orientation is, all these different things don't matter so really? much that basically there's a ton of nerve endings in that head of the penis. It's very stimulated when there's penetrative sex, that this is a good... Men, men are good at orgasming. <laughs> really good. Like evidently really good. 95% good. Well, we're saying that it's not that women are not good. <laughs> no, right? no, we're not. Not at all. <laughs> no, we're saying that... Right. The penetrative It's good sex. to know we do something well, though. <laughs> it is still good to know we do something well, even though no judgment, no, either way, right. 
penetrative men sex are wired to men are wired them. to orgasm Okay, well, you're saying that. I'm okay. Thinking. <laughs> the, the good Dr. Je- Doc, this is Dr. Jennifer Valley, by the way, and it's not Dr. Jeff Gawkins, just cl- <laughs> to be clear. So, all right. And okay. then women. Okay, so the numbers for women yeah. vary over about five different things. Okay. All right, so they're dependent on kind of a lot of different factors. They, it depends on their orientation, depends on who they're partnered with, how long are they, there are a lot of different things. So, we'll talk about those. So, we know that 91% of women orgasm when they're by themselves, usually within really? four to six minutes, right? Wow. It's pretty easily when they're by themselves, they can relax, not worry. Right. Both bo- both were socialized. Near, same level as men, yeah, whatever. Like pretty right. much That's knock right. it out of the park. Now, when they're partnered, when they're partnered penetrative sex, it's something like, you know, much longer. It's going to take them longer. Yeah, I, lo- I love these numbers. How Because you, you told me the average active right. intercourse course is like four to seven minutes four to seven minutes right. and so women, women in penetrative sex take, take it's gonna yeah it's gonna take a lot longer than that um let's so, let's let's reemphasize the four to seven minutes people just so you shouldn't feel bad about yourself go ahead carry on so it's really healthy that they're masturbating masturbating is healthy has right. lots of effect lots of good positive health um you know right impact Orientation, when you look at this, it's very interesting because 86% of lesbians have um, orgasm. They reported Uh, if you're a lesbian, you have high numbers of orgasm. Now, it's not quite as high as males, right? right? But that's a high number. And then, but if you compare them to heterosexual women, 65% of women are saying, Partner, in my partnered last experience, I've had. So that's 86 to 65. Bisexual is 66. So it's really closer to heterosexual women. So that's a really different thing. Now, you know, some people are going to say, oh, it's like, well, they own the same parts, right? That's what somebody's going to say. Some some Neanderthals like me might say that, right? They (laughs) they know what to do, right? Right. But the truth is it's really more about talking and engaging and asking them, like asking your partner, hey, what works for you? What like what way do you know works for you? What works for you? Right? It's dialogue. Right. It's more communication and, and dialogue. Because they would like to be asked. Okay. Okay. So there was also a study, this is kind of depressing, but this was a smaller study, that when they take women that were bisexual and they um, looked at their first time hookup space, um, 64% went with a female, let me say that again. Their first hookup was with a woman. Okay. 64% of the time they orgasmed. They reported orgasming versus 7% with the men when they went. Okay, the so we time. know men good at orgasming, bad at being partners and well, helping their partners orgasm. Well, I'm not saying that. There's just a lot of different factors. There's a lot of different factors. There may be more dialogue. There may be somebody's just not quite as relaxed. Maybe there's a longer time right. in there. Really, lesbians a lot of times only involve penetrative sex when it's pleasurable to specifically one partner or okay. the other. Um, so, you know, orientation plays a big role for women. The other thing that comes up is age. So, as women are older, yeah. their orgasm numbers were higher. Higher. Right? So somewhere, yes. If you look at women in the older age, it's basically kind of the ownership. Comfort. You know, feeling comfortable, feeling, saying, I know my sexual space. I'm not going to fake this orgasm. Right. No, we, there's higher numbers. Is for faking women. always bad? <laughs> faking is always bad. 
<laughs> really? Faking it's is always bad. bad. Faking is always bad. Being What honest, if you just want to get to sleep? And, you know, studies show, actually, that women fake when they fake. Why are they faking? Yeah. Some of it is they want the sexual encounter to, to be end. over. That's the reason, right? Some of it is because they don't want to hurt the feelings of their partner. Right. They Yes. And women that fake, much, much, um, much younger women. Right. The numbers go down. And, when, and men's perception, so you ask men... How much of the time yeah. did your did your partner did orgasm? orgasm? 41% the numbers were like the yes, yes, she orgasmed. The same women, 33% of the time, I orgasmed. So, so their numbers, the men that. have an over, overestimation. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. That's a, that's a shocker. Um, Men's orgasms, actually, the rate of their orgasms go down. So as women's orgasms get better and oh. they're more in tune to their bodies, Maybe more it could, confident men's, right. and it has to do but with that's just aging. difficulty with aging. Right. Okay. By the way, so uh, we're talking to Jennifer Valley, by the way. Jennifer Valley, if you see her, congratulate her because she's recently gotten a new promotion to assistant professor over at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center where she has a dual appointment in urology and OBGYN. Um, she's been good enough to do this since 2017. One, one thing we have not talked about, um, and it, some people accuse me occasionally of using this as using this space for free ther- for therapy for myself, but one thing we have not talked about is aging a lot. We have not talked about aging a lot okay. as this goes on. What if we finish the? Oh, orgasm you want to go ahead? Numbers? I'm sorry. There's two more. Just like a man, want to want to be done? I'm, I'm done. Like what? You're not done yet, Jennifer? <laughs> exactly. What? You're not done? Okay, go ahead. What? You have more oh numbers. My. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, fourth thing that impacts women. Oh, okay. Right? Uh-huh. So, oh, there were five. That's right. Yes. yes. Right. So. Um, well, it's the kind of sex. Um, deep kissing, manual stimulation, um, manual gen- genital stimulation, oral sex added to, right? We, uh-huh. We've already talked about. And then Help. they talked about, the study talked about what differentiated this, the orgasm numbers for men and women who are orgasming and who are not orgasming. So the women were that were orgasming frequently and I'm going to this is one part I'm going to read okay. from verbatim. My, yes, because I don't want to okay, miss something. Um, frequently the women at this was the difference, right? Mm-hmm. What helped them? Asking for what they wanted in bed, praising their partner for something they did in bed that helped the woman. Right. Um, engaging in sexy talk. Uh, teasing a little bit about the earlier, teasing about the sexual encounter that they were going to have, uh-huh. wearing sexy lingerie, trying different sexual um, positions and different kinds of stimulation, talking or acting out sexual fantasies, and expressing love during the s- sexual engagement. All help. And yes, all of those things were different. And actually, in men, uh-huh. this looked at men orgasming and not orgasming. Now, these, so those ring true for me in terms yeah. of what I see in my practice. Men, I would not have picked this. The difference between them orgasming or not. Strong, um, okay, so mini massage or back rub incorporated in. Okay. Taking a shower or a bath with a partner. A date night to make sure they had planned the sex activity. That's what was listed for the Really? So Interesting. So those would not have been like, oh, I know the things. Right. But, um, yes. Let's see. Okay. And is there any numbers that you wish that I don't want to be, you know, accused of rushing through this? The fifth thing. Uh-huh. Yes. The, this is the last thing. Um, 
one is with how long the people have been partnered with one another. Helps so, or hurts? Yeah. So if they're longer, the better. A longer partner for the women, like a, oh. whether that's a friends with benefits right. situation or whether that's some kind of a regular partner. But the one night stand, much less likely. Right. Yeah. So only ten percent of women reported they orgasmed with a first time hookup in a study, mm-hmm. and sixty eight percent. Um, would report they orgasmed in a committed relationship. Wow. So 68 to 10. So those are. That stands to reason. I would have guessed that. Yes. Or something. Yeah. Yes. Like that. Okay. Now, aging. Um, here's what the truth is. Jennifer and I talk a little bit about this beforehand. And you said something in passing that struck me as like <laughs> something that I would have read in a. You know, in a Playboy once upon a time about stretching and men <laughs> and there can't what is stretching? Okay. So let's do women first <laughs> and then we'll do oh, men. Of course. Fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. This is so remember, right, because some women need to orgasm first. Their orgasm is actually stronger. If they orgasm prior to penetrative sex, some women are still able to orgasm after penetrative sex. So you do care about the order. Order, right. (laughs) Right? Right. Order matters. Okay. Aging, right? Yes. Aging. Okay. So think for women, um, and I'm saying women, but female bodies, body parts on the bottom. Um, Okay. So there's moisturize, lubricate, and stretch. That's okay. what we should be thinking. And so moisturizing, well, let's do lubricating because people understand that first. Lubricating is basically what you think of. Lubricating, right. yeah. we want a silicone. For for people as we age, we want a silicone lubricant. Everybody wants a glycerin-free and paraben-free glu- lubricant. And I bring you UberLube because it's glycerin-free and paraben-free, okay. right? There's difficulties with glycerin. And it's in our most common treatments, like or not treatments, okay. but like KY. Don't, yeah. you know, make sure it's glycerin free um and that is helpful to women specifically um it's also helpful for anal sex depending on who the partners are right well not depending on who the partners are just whatever they're you would think that would be helpful right seem without difficult without very much yes um okay so that's moisturize or that's lubricating moisturizing is about every third night somebody women bodies should be putting in um a moisturizer we moisturize every other part of our body we right. really should be moisturizing this too um the vaginal barrel we know that if women have um barrel isn't very romantic barry by the way yeah so again the vaginal barrel is the inside okay and the vulva is the outside okay, okay so good. right that's good okay. good to know it's good for me to know i never knew the difference i never knew there was a barrel involved okay yes yes there is and actually for trans surgeries what's really interesting is they flip that vaginal barrel inside out jeffrey is is now telling me that we're gonna have to have to wrap this up before long okay. so carry on okay so, i'm hearing you okay so two of those one i'm I'm not going to say these correctly, but Revari, R-E-V-A-R-R-E, and um, Hylogen, H-Y-A-L-O-G-E-G-Y-N. Those are, um, you know, those are basically healthy ways to moisturize. Ways to moisturize, okay. and you insert the insert that, and you have that inside. Okay. For, it stays in all night, and then you you urinate it, and it comes out. And then stretching for women. Um, is either through a pelvic floor physical therapist, which would be good if they're having incontinence or any kind of pain, and 
also somebody could use the dilators and there's a progressive sizes and set of dilators. Is stretching is really like a thing? It's very important because if we have more healthy tissue, I've literally we never have heard stronger of this. orgasms. Right. There's a great place, Sundara, here and it would be, it, it, they, they have a really nice situation down there. You don't feel like you're in a medical space. It's a very nice space. Okay. Now, stretching for men. Stretching for men. Um, so Sounds men like fanciful. Also... Sounds like you, you can go from four or seven, five inches, seven inches to 12 inches. That is that what stretching is? Well, actually, okay. So there's something called the prelude pump, and it's not for penetrative sex. It's for healthy tissue, for men to maintain their tissue, healthy tissue as they age. And um, it's it's found on a site. Now, I don't ever remember. It's either... Is this a real thing? Yes. A pump? It's a pump, but it's not for penetrative sex, and it should be used every third night. Um, and... It, it creates, actually, size. It helps with size that naturally decreases as we get older. Um, now, it's it's sort of like it stops. I don't know how to say this. I put stuff on my eyelashes so they uh-huh. look longer. But if yes. I stop doing that, then after a couple months, they'll get shorter, right? So it sort of works that way. The size will get bigger as somebody's using it to help, help with that. But it really helps with... Anybody that's had really serious things, like whether that's prostate cancer treatments or, you know, they really could be doing that um, as a healthy, as part of a healthy penile rehab situation. And men also could go down to Sundara, really the person. Sundara. Yes. And I would, um, for men, I would definitely ask for uh, Sarah Johnson is down there and is comfortable, right? Because pelvic floor therapy is more promoted uh, by It just OBGYNs. sounds like this idea of, how come I've never heard of a pump before? Right. Other than like, well, we other than you, like, come on, we're going to take your money for you to try to be bigger. Right. So we want you asking and dialoguing.